The thing like, is, as like, much as we complain about her, whoever 413 chooses after her is going to be much worse. And that's saying something, because she's not great. I, I disagree, because I think, you know, even though Ward 13 is the most conservative ward, it's still like 75, 80% self-described self Democrats. Yeah. And there's no way to win without at least pretending you're a progressive in Ward 13, like giving them just enough to feel like, yeah, this isn't dirty. Mike, you but, you don't account for the fact there are, is a wide swath, a wide variety of Democrats in this city. Maybe just be a little... Because <laughs> I have refused to adjust it for any of my guests so far. Sure, but I'm, I'm probably like the most high-maintenance guest you'll have. This is very snug. Yeah. War 13. <laughs> All right. Okay. My, uh, welcome back. All right, I'll see you, I'll see you in a bit. This is, oh, by the way, uh, John is my friend Ryan. Ryan, John, John, Ryan. Sorry. Yeah, we've met. Yeah. Welcome well, back to the Wedge Life Podcast. I'm your host, John Edwards, and joining me now is Mike Norton, DFL Minneapolis DFL Vice Chair. Hi, thanks Thanks for having me. A lovely day at Open Streets. And uh, we're about to head, uh, should we go this way? We can go whichever way. There's a wrestling match going on north uh, I think we'll at go Lake. Back, we'll go back to Lynn Lake. And do we want the camera facing us or facing out into the, the crowd? Whatever you'd like to do. Have we established what you look like enough to... Move on. I, I guess. Yeah, we could we could start facing towards the crowd if we want to get a, a, a shot of us again at the end, maybe to wrap it up. Maybe I already got the wrestling stuff, so we'll, we'll leave it as it is. Okay. And we'll we'll turn. Do <laughs> we want to go this way? We're turning. We're turning. We're turning. This is okay. quite a moment. So how is life as the Minneapolis DFL vice chair? Uh, it's good. I can't. Uh, I cannot pedal though. I'm literally. No, don't even try. Don't how do try. I? 
Can we, we can't move it back at all? We can, but there's a post, so I'll have to take a pin out and slide it back behind the post. Sure. All right. Do you want me to, I'll, I'll try to adjust the I seat. would do it. Yeah, sorry, man. I'm, uh, like this? Yeah. Sorry. I mean, it's way up there. I got these long dancer's legs. So did, it, much. did it go back at all? Yeah, you moved it. I mean, it's not as far back as yours, but... Is it better? I, oh, yeah. Okay. This is quite a bit better. Well, that was easy. I feel bad for uh, making my guests suffer through that ridiculously... Uh... Okay, we won't sure. tell anyone that yeah. that was easy. We won't no. tell anyone that was easy. We'll edit that part out. Okay. Still a little snug, but I'm... So life is DFL vice chair, Minneapolis DFL vice chair. Yeah. And let's go slow. We can uh, do a slow talk here. Sure, just ease into it. Is this, oh, you have one too? Nice. I guess we'll wait until after we pass the, uh, the music. All right. I've been out here for hours. All right, thanks everybody for, for listening. And I don't know if I've had any uh, good material, any good conversation at all. Sure. No, I can't tell. Um, as soon as something good starts to happen, we come upon some music. Somebody's like, hey, I recognize you, or like somebody wants to say hi to the guest. Sure. But luckily, nobody wants to say how to me. So. Yeah, you're very anonymous. Yeah. I think I've asked you this twice so far, and you haven't answered. But how is life as Minneapolis DFL vice chair? Uh, you know, so far it's it's pretty good. I uh, I didn't think I uh, um, uh, people would be so upset that I got elected to the vice chair position. That was odd. It was strange. Because it's a job that no one was even recommended for. Like it was gonna go unfilled, and then at the convention. Couple of three people threw their hat in, right. decided they wanted it, but like not a not a hotly contested one, you wouldn't think. But people were upset that you got it because the two reasons: you're too too much a former Republican, but also you're lying about how much of a former Republican you are. Right. In terms of you're not. It, like, in other words, either you're too moderate or you're pretending to be moderate. Like, you're a leftist plant. Right. I'm simultaneously both of those. Yeah. No, I mean, I, in hindsight, I probably should have maybe given more context as to kind of what I meant. I mean, moderate's a very relative term, but convention was going on for a long time. Language became more casual, including my own. <laughs> and uh, I guess my statement didn't <laughs> reflect the necessary precision and nuance. And, and I own that. And I, afterwards, you know what I told people closest to me well, after you became Minneapolis DFL Vice Chair? My immediate reaction? It's, uh, it's Mike Norton's MPD now. That's what, when this type of power shift happens. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, things are really changing. I, my understanding of the Vice Chair is uh, 
Like I just make sure that like we have proper postage. Okay. Um, if Brianna doesn't want to go to an event, I, I go to that event. Those sorts of things. Because there's not a lot of opportunity for Mike Norton to pull some shit. Like, what could you do? Uh, I don't really know. I mean... It almost makes you think, why did I run for this job? <laughs> it's kind of work without a lot of opportunity for you to push your own personal agenda. Right. I would say my uh, shit posting gets more weight on Twitter now, but I'm the Minneapolis CFO vice chair, so that's yeah. fun. But yeah, I agree. There's not uh, there's not a lot of uh, opportunity to make real impactful change. I would say I would like to see the conventions be a little more open and catering to people that aren't, how, you know, diehards. How would you do that? By open, do you mean like procedurally open in terms of maybe more things happen online or just like more welcoming to different kinds of people? Maybe those two things are connected. Uh, yeah, I mean, it could be any of those things. It could be even more. I think that, um, you know, you have, you have a city that is overwhelmingly Democrats, self-identified Democrats in Minneapolis. It's like 80% or something like that. Um, and a few hundred people end up kind of selecting uh, endorsements, end up ch choosing the rules for the party and so on. And I think that more people would want to be engaged if we were more welcoming to newcomers, if we made it simpler to navigate the process and to participate. Um, and if it wasn't a nine-hour Robert's Rules of Order type of event in some high school gymnasium on a beautiful Saturday. That's the whole point, though. I often think, well, the fact that it's super hard to uh, stay in a gym all day is part of the competition. It's like which side can have their supporters suffer through the most. You know, that's kind of the point. Right. But I think, like, you know, you have those bullshit, uh, like, point of order about the Pledge of Allegiance. I'd like to get, you know, and you end up just trying to <laughs> run out the clock. Um, and with the intent of only having those no known diehards remaining, uh, and those people get to make the decision. And I think that that's problematic. Like, if, if the point of it is parliamentary delay, like, what are you doing? You, you know what it reminds me of? I'm going to stop here for a moment. It reminds me of neighborhood associations where it's like, let's keep this group as small as possible so it's always us making the decisions. Right. Big neighborhood. Oh, sorry. He was awesome. Ran over that dog. Yeah, I'm gonna take a selfie of us. All right. you lived in Minneapolis? I probably asked you this a bunch of times. Uh, I think 2012 I moved to Minneapolis. That's the same year I moved to Minneapolis. I think we've had this conversation, but yeah. I, uh, yeah, I lived in the North Loop for a year or two and then got married and uh, we've been in Southwest since 2014. So did you meet your spouse in Minneapolis? We, we actually uh, both went to Mankato State together. So we met there in like 2005. Okay. Um, for quite a while. Right, but she was up here and uh, I moved back and one thing led to another. 
we're just gonna get a lot of video of people's butts going through Lynn Lake. It's always very congested here. How long have you been coming to Lindale Open Streets? Uh, a few years. I mean, last year we had a booth with the campaign, so that was probably the most uh, intensive experience. But uh, how, how long have you been coming to Lindale Open Streets? Ever the since whole time? I moved here. Yeah. It's, I don't even know if I was aware of it before I moved. Why would I be? But uh, it's a delight. I love it. It's my favorite event in Minneapolis. I think I was telling Ash from our streets, we had a conversation earlier, about how other street festivals kind of feel like it's all about drinking. Yeah. It's all about drinking, whereas this feels like about the neighborhood, the people who live here, families, anyone who shows up. Not that I care about families. <laughs> you, I sound like a NIMBY. Sure. Whoa. You don't care about families? No. We're, we almost... Uh, you were almost involved in that accident. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't our fault, though. Uh, someone was pushed into the mobile podcast studio. For those of you who are only listening, why would you be, why would you be listening to this? It should be on YouTube. Someone was pushed into the studio as we pedaled past. Here's Ryan Brown. Hello, Ryan Brown. Do you want to come come around to the back and be on the podcast? Okay. Walk around to the back so we can get you. Oh, sorry. The video is facing front. Go to the front. <laughs> Go to the front. It's facing the front. Yeah. Sorry. Lean down. Get your face on it. Yeah. Okay, a little lower. A little lower. Yes, there they are. Thank you. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> Thank you. All right, good to see you. This is uh, DF, Minneapolis DFL Vice Chair Mike Norton. <laughs> I, well, I can do both. Thank you. Until the DFL uh, endorses. Oh, Bondess sticker. Have you Thank you. Been to our show? I used to have an office uh, in the Calhoun building there. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Thank you. Thank a, you. A kinky party at the Walker, 72922. Yeah. RubberballUSA.com. I guess we're promoting that. Sure. Un unpaid endorsement that you yeah. just gave. We're taking unpaid. <laughs> okay, here we go. Uh, what were we? Okay. Good, are you? What were we talking about? See you at the walker. Uh, hopefully, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have anything to wear, though. Well, you know where to go. Sure, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Because if, if you come like this... This is this is the only clothes I own. I have like nine of this shirt. Well, we can make this in latex for you. All right, let's talk about it. Yeah. Uh, Mike Norton has been talked into a latex. Uh, what, how would you describe that shirt? Business casual? Uh, yeah, like a gingham. Is that how you say it? I have, I have a blue and a light blue shirt like this, and I own multiples. And Von Desk is now willing to make a, a was it a latex version? He said. Yeah. So that'll be good. I think that helped me fit in a little bit more of the rubber rubber ball. It's just going to be a lot of people's butts in the camera. Do you know where we left off? I I think we were talking about how Lindell Open Streets was your favorite event. Oh yeah, because the fans. But it, yeah, you were like fuck them kids. Yeah. You made me clip the. <laughs> Barricade. I'm trying not to steer that much. This is you're you're leading in this dance. Just trying to add a little little propulsion and not mess things up too much. 
Did you move from Florida, is that right? Yeah, South Florida. Do they have open streets events like this where you live? At this point, maybe, I don't know. Probably not where I live, but uh, yeah, it's, it's not very conducive to walking places and biking. People, people talk about how oh, the weather the weather is so bad in Minnesota for biking. But, like, good luck biking in the South Florida heat for like six months of the year. You'll kill yourself. Sure. At least in Minnesota you can put on more clothes. There isn't any amount of clothes that you can take off in Florida to make it comfortable in the summer. Sure. That's fair. A bit muggy. A bit muggy to be riding and commuting to work. I have a, I have a colleague in Singapore um, who moved there from the U.S. and he was walking to the subway the first day he was there and he's in a full suit because that's what you have to wear. You know, it's kind of a conservative business climate there. But he's in a full suit and it's hot. And uh, he's walking past the same person every day that's just like barely inching along. And they end up getting to the subway about, you know, the same time this, for the same train. The other person just gets there late. Finally, the guy goes, you know, you walk that fast in that suit, you're gonna be sweating everywhere you go. So he had to like adopt this like very, very, you know, methodical, slow pace in order just not to be covered in sweat every day on his way to work in a humid climate. I assume this is the kind of content you wanted uh, on this podcast. Yeah. It's very congested here at Lindell Open Streets. And uh, Mike Norton is telling me a story about Singapore. And I can say I barely listened. <laughs> I barely listened. Because uh, I'm focused, not because you're not interesting and you're not a scintillating conversationalist. That was not an interesting it's conversation. because I'm trying not to knock people over with this contraption. Yeah, no, it's gotten dangerous. We'll be right back after a brief message from our sponsor. Hey, listeners. I want to talk to you about fashion. Did you know that Wedge Live has t-shirts and hats available? I'm wearing some right now. If you already have your Wedge Live merch and need even more creative shirts from around town, grab the latest issue of Dispatch. For this month's issue, Dispatch lays out some fashionable local shirt recommendations for your summer style. Plus, they check in with Mary Lucia, preview the upcoming Afropunk Festival, unpack the insane memes of the Walker Teens Instagram, and much more. And you know I love some insane memes. Sign up for their newsletter and get more reports from the Minneapolis and St. Paul arts and culture scene at dispatchmsp.com. That's dispatchmsp.com. is quite a machine. Should we pedal a little harder? Sorry. It's too focused on a well, selfie. We don't want to drive and selfie. Yeah. It's getting intense. Okay. Oh, we've got uh, debris on the roadway. I believe those are uh, those were uh, little dumplings. Hot stickers or dumplings, yeah. Uh, are you wearing sunscreen? I am on my face because I actually got sunburned last week, so. What did you do last week? Uh, I was in New York for vacation, so. 
Was that nice? It was lovely. Very I walkable went, city. I went to Chicago. I think I saw that. Well, you just described it as like a large Midwestern city. Yeah. But yeah, how was your trip? It was very nice. I like Chicago. Good transit. Uh, neighborhoods are great. Okay, stop pedaling, Mike. Stop pedaling. Are you doing the podcast right now? We are. This is a podcast, so we're going to blow past you. All right. <laughs> Bye. Are you doing the podcast now? Yes. We should, you, get, you should get like an on-air uh, sign so people know. Well, it, it does say that on the back. We should say it on the front. Sure. Hmm. You know, I wish we had done this at a less popular open streets. <laughs> so we wouldn't be spending most of our time focused on not hitting people? Yeah. <laughs> Playable audio. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, like, I don't know, scaring people with our loud breaks. <laughs> this is really, yeah. I find that people are very eager to pedal when they get into the passenger seat and they get us moving too fast and I'm braking while they're pedaling. Sure. Well, I just want to be helpful. It's, uh... I'm okay going super slow and irritating everyone behind us. I don't think anyone's behind us. So what do you see is on the horizon as key issues in Minneapolis right now? Obviously Hennepin going on. I think it's on. gonna continue to be the police issue. But what's gonna change about police? Nothing, that's why it's gonna continue. Like people are gonna be up in arms about crime, which is on the rise nationally. Uh, and like the fact that Everything we're doing now, it seems to me, with police policy is designed to hire more or keep the ones we have from quitting like, and scamming like us with PTSD payouts. And so, no thanks. Yeah. No, it does seem like there's a lot of effort to just retain even bad officers mm -hmm. because the anxiety seems to be driven by fewer police, even if they're bad cops, we gotta keep them, which is... Yeah, even the interim chief was like, oh, here's some things I would like to do. There was a search of article, and she's like, well, the, this is hard to implement right now because we're just trying to, like the staffing issues, we can't do the reforms I wanna do because of staffing. And I don't want to overinterpret that, but it almost sounds to me like I can't hold officers accountable because I don't, like, right. we can't lose any. So I'm not implementing any big new policies. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the reality is if you uh, actually hold officers accountable, um, you risk losing those officers. And that's become, more important than anything, unfortunately. Oh. Hello. Uh, it's in the front. I'll have to turn it around. Do, you, do your dramatic entrance after I turn the camera around. Oh, okay. Okay, joining us now is uh, co-host Jason Garcia. Jason Garcia. Oh, oh, sorry. I'm so awkward. Good to see you. Sorry. L likewise. How's it going, John? I've heard that you almost had a, an event at the wrestling room. An event? What does that mean? I don't know. I just heard that you were riding around by the wrestling ring, and I assumed that you were going to try to... Uh, execute some maneuvers. No, uh, the only maneuver we've been trying to execute is not run into people's butts. There's gonna be a lot of butt footage okay. on, the, on YouTube because when I turn the camera around, that's all we can see. It's congested here. It's very congested at Lindale Open Streets. Yes, there are a lot of people out enjoying their day. 
It's great. Yeah. I love it. It's great to be back on Lindell. Yeah. I mean, how, how's the Chatmobile been treated? Well, so I've been telling all my guests that it's very hard to adjust the seat, and I didn't want to do it because there's a bar in the way. And there is a bar in the way. It's just this was moved forward more than I thought, and there was a couple inches we could get. Okay. Just very easily sliding it back. And so very a lot of people were in pain because of my incompetence. Yeah. I feel like Jacob Fry is mayor. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, to, to further your metaphor, it seems like it's not so much incompetence as intransigence. Uh, lack of care. Lack yeah. of care. Lack of due diligence. Yeah. And just a general, uh, I'm overwhelmed by my duties. It wasn't, I wasn't cut out for this. Yeah. Yeah. But I refused to accept the status quo. And uh, we were able to move the seat. Yeah, Mike Norton was yeah. very demanding. Mike Norton is a, is a change agent. He's like, we will move the seat back. Yeah. I won't stand for this. I even offered, like, you don't have to pedal. I will pedal. That's the sort of gumption that gets you to be the uh, vice president of the Good. Minneapolis DFL. Right. So, that's exactly it. We, we, I've been using the term uh, Mipples Diffle for just to shorten it. Okay. Fewer syllables. Um, so you feel free to use Mipples Diffle. Okay. We like. lost video. That's our, I have a question for you about Mipples later. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So how many cats have you seen today, John? Maybe one, maybe none, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like this is a very dog-friendly event, not so cat-friendly. Well, I picked the bike up in Kingfield, and that's Kingfield's got a lot of good cats, too. Yeah, that's true. So, I think that this is all the more reason why we need to make sure that we continue to have the Wedge Cat Tour. Yeah, I'm threatening to cancel it if the city doesn't give us full-time bus lanes. I hope that message has gotten through that there's a big event that could come back better than ever in 20. Hello, would you like a button? Yes. <laughs> I saw you yesterday, John. Yeah. This is Mike Norton with the frunk. Sorry. Hi. Nice to meet you. Jason, I didn't really get to talk to you yesterday, but I got to give you a hug. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I was super busy. Thank I was you. glad that you were able to make a button. Yeah, it was really nice. Can I grab um, a pin? You can have a button. Yeah. I love your Twitter. Thank you. You do have a great Twitter. <laughs> Would you like a button, Mike? I have a button already. But okay. Thank you so much. I, I appreciate you uh, not wanting. Do you have a button, Jason? Do you want one? You I don't have, have to. I have a one. few buttons. Actually. Okay. Uh, but today I'm wearing a Wedge Live T-shirt. Right. You don't even need a button. Wow. Yeah. Um, I'm wearing this as part of my official wardrobe for my uh, my shift at the Alina. Uh, booth here at Open Streets since I'm the, the president of the Wedge now. That's right. Yeah, that's a big role. Why over here? There's there's a lot of exciting things that we're we're working on. So I have happy to be part of the organization. I got to to send a, a stern email to our parks board commissioner about the bathrooms at uh, Mueller Park not being unlocked. So. Things are changing. Yeah. yeah. And now that now the bathrooms are unlocked. Uh, well, so I'm gonna let you two continue on your way. It was great to see you in the uh, yeah. world's first pedal-powered podcast studio. 
I hope that uh, if you happen to run into Jacob Fry, it's literal. Uh, no, we, we are nonviolent. We are nonviolent. No, we renounce violence, Jason. <laughs> I mean, accidents happen, John. It's an imperfect world. Bike, bike brakes fail all the well, time. Well, the good thing about this is we got two uh, ways to steer. Yeah. If, I, if I fall asleep at the wheel, Mike has my back. Yeah, I mean, but what if you're like going right towards Jacob and Mike tries to veer to the right and you try to veer to the left? Stop describing your violent fantasies. <laughs> no. I would I would immediately break and then tell Jacob what I thought of him off the bike. I, okay. I would very politely say, hello, Mr. Mayor. I'm not a fan of what you do, but I wish you well. Yeah, that's fair. Well, I guess that's what it takes to, uh, to stay at the top of the wedge podcast right? Yeah. <laughs> We're very polite. <laughs> All right. Have a good afternoon. Good to see you. Thanks for the barbecue again yesterday. Of course. Okay. Hey. How are you? Good. Diana. Diana. Oh, Diana. I know Diana. You live in Whittier. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I have a button if you want one. Sure. How's it going? Good, how are you? Pretty good. It's a little stressful riding this big thing through open streets. Yes, I would bet. But Mike is helping me out. Do you know Mike Norton? Uh, I've heard your name. Ward 13, uh, former council candidate, current Minneapolis DFL vice chair. Oh, nice. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> My name's Diana. Right, yeah. I think I've, I've seen you on the tweets. Yes, yeah. Yeah. So. and I serve on the Trans Equity Council. Oh, very cool. So, so. Is that a city uh, commission or? Yeah, it's an advisory board to city council. Okay, cool. We're one of three like really active ones. So. Is that a new position or you've been on it for a while? I've been on it since December. Okay, so kind of new. Do you like it? Huh? Do you like it? Yeah. It is kind of hard to get the city to move on things, but you know. Yeah. It's, a, it's important. It can feel like uh, it can feel very difficult, but I think it's important. You've got yeah. a platform. Yeah. It's good. Okay. Cool. I was hoping I'd run into you. It's good to meet you finally. We're, we're gonna keep on podcasting. Yeah. See ya. Marion Green will be here at some point. I think I have to drop you at 24th if we run into somebody Aisha. more important. Yeah. yeah, for sure. The the whole approach with the the podcast here is that I pick up a guest, and when I find a better guest, I force that guest to get out. I noticed that when you picked me up, you literally had no one on the seat. That's <laughs> uh, true. I was alone. I was desperate when I found you, but by the time I come upon Aisha Chugtai, War 10 council member, yeah. I will be like, Mike Norton, get out of here. Yeah. No, we can make it very unceremonious, too. Uh, no, Aisha's great. She, I would say uh, maybe my favorite council member. Oh, really? Top three for sure. I praise. I'm going to text her. So you take over the steering. Okay. Podcast coming through. <laughs> I've got stuff on my nose. Like, did we go through a very cottony tree? Uh, I think there's been 
things in the air. Okay. This uh, uh, median has really slowed our pace, as it's intended. I thought I just saw a little bit from her crew pass us, actually, but I didn't see her. Hopefully she's just hanging out. Does she have a booth? I don't know. Usually candidates just walk around. Sure. Although she's not really a candidate. Although, elections happening again for city council in 2023. Right, every seat. Will you announce right here, right now, that you're not running against Paul Masano for a second time? Uh, if you need me to announce it, yeah. I feel like my Twitter feed's been pretty clear, though. Okay. Uh, no. Um, but, you know, just the bad tweets I've had, there's no way I can run for anything again. Well, that's not true. <laughs> you had bad tweets before. <laughs> but I lost by 40 also. Yeah. Um, I think that there's somebody, there's a lot of momentum. Uh, I don't know if you saw the Southwest Alliance for Equity or Sway that just started. Uh, a group of people that, a number of them uh, were volunteering on our city council campaign. You know, people are starting to get organized in Southwest, and I think for the next candidate that decides to run, it's going to be a different environment. Yeah. So what I always say about War 13 is, and Linnea Palmisano, is, uh, somebody worse than her when she loses I'm sing one for you. or when she decides not to run in the future you think it'll go right yeah but the thing like, is as like, much as we complain about her whoever war 13 chooses after her is gonna be much worse and that's saying something because she's not great i i disagree because i think you know even though war 13 is the most conservative ward it's still like 75 80 percent self self-described Democrats. And there's no way to win without at least pretending you're a progressive in Ward 13, like giving them just enough to feel like, yeah, this isn't dirty. Mike, you but, you don't account for the fact there are, is a wide swath, a wide variety of Democrats in this city, and the ones who live in Ward 13 have a particular set of viewpoints that But you think it, someone's gonna be able to openly run to the right of Palmasano and win? They won't openly run to the right of her. They just will. I feel like she makes more. She's more interested in being seen as progressive than whoever replaces her will be. We can end up with a Lisa Goodman type, in other words. Like, I feel like Lisa Goodman is worse than Paul Masano. Like, Paul Masano voted for the Transportation Action Plan. Goodman didn't. Lisa Goodman was at least against tear gas. That's true. Yeah, one of Paul Masano's big problems. Hello! Good to see you. One of Paul Masano's big problems is that she's desperate to cover for the mayor for whatever reason. Even when it's embarrassing. Likewise. We love your bike as well. You've got a third seat. Yeah. <laughs> Are you also podcasting? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, cool. He's the original Blackbird. Oh, very cool. Uh, well, later. We're recording. We'll be uh, uploading it later. Oh. We, we, did the, we did the walking. Well, what's that? 
Sure. This is the next generation, is the electric side the, by side. So I yeah. borrowed this bike. Is this also uh That's a Blackbird bike? This is a Blackbird. Yes. Okay, yeah. I'm discovering more about this bike. Yeah. And I like your rig setup here. That's, yeah. That's nice. I borrowed this from Betty Tizzle. Do you know Betty? The name sounds familiar, but it's it's she's had this one for a long time, I bet. Because oh. it's it looks like a, a four a Mark IV, and we're at Mark V. No, I think it's a Mark V. It's a Mark V. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I stopped counting when I got to 1,200 of these things. <laughs> That's how many you sold? it for 20 oh, years. Yeah, wow. all over the U.S., Canada, there's at least three in Alaska and at least three in Europe. Wow. Well, this, this bike should come with like more prominent branding because people ask about it when you're riding it. Yeah. Well, it's nice meeting you both. We're going to carefully steer around you. Yep. He's going to give you a couple of cards just oh. in case people ask about the bike. Thank you. Appreciate it. The latest one with it. And he's a Minneapolis boy, so if you're ever looking for a story, he was, okay. um, he grew up around the Comas. All right. Nice to meet you Air both. Oh, you are also mic'd up. Well, yeah. we were... I was, well, I was filming earlier. I'm not mic'd right now, but... Okay. Yeah. We're trying to do more for the website. I will link to the website. Great. It was nice meeting you. Nice to see you. Have a good day. Thanks. Okay, I'm gonna check my phone again, Mike Norton. Sure. I mean, even if Aisha's not available, maybe somebody else that's more important is now available. Cross from Milk Jam. Did we we pass Milk, Milk Jam? Jam's behind us. I think that's Mike, where I saw it. We have to. Yeah. We have to U-turn. You don't want to. You don't want to come in too hot. Uh, there Take we out go. The kid on the scooter. Okay. I'll let her know that we're coming. Okay, we're going to Milk Jam, four blocks. Ooh, it's gonna take yeah. us forever. Yeah, well, we could try and be more aggressive and assertive this way. If, if you need to get to Aisha. Okay. Might have to lean heavy on the ding-dings. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't think we should be afraid of it. Like I said, I was just in New York. The, the horns are used much more aggressively there and I think it keeps things moving a little bit better. Pride merch. <laughs> Did you see that? They're giving out bricks. Oh no, they're giving out bricks? What's that for? Are we throwing bricks through windows? Stonewall was a riot, I think is the, uh, the expression. Not, let's not have a riot on Lindale Avenue. I live here. I, I think it was just a joke. What's Hello. the podcast about? Uh, local politics. Okay, cool. Is it on like Spotify or Apple Yeah, podcast? it's the, we the Wedge Live podcast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> doo, doo, doo. You're getting a lot of marketing. Uh, out of this, uh, this sign here. You think? Are people going to be drawn to the pie? Are we going to have new listeners? What, what is like an average day of new subscribers for you or average week? Uh, so I don't, I don't have subscriber numbers. I have listen numbers. Sure. And that's proprietary and I'm not going to tell you. Sure. But, so I don't know. You don't expect an open streets bump? Not really. We did a Lindale Avenue episode and only got like 250 views on YouTube. In addition to more people listen to that, which makes no sense to me. So why would you were in the media, right? Yeah. Well, some people just don't have time to sit and watch YouTube on their TV or on whatever screen they would watch it on. My butt uh, is a little my butt hurts. 
Yeah. Well, I'm sorry about that. Maybe, uh... Probably have to make a break. Take a break? From pedaling? Or from podcasting? My, my butt digging into this seat. Do you want to get uh, ice cream and milk jam? No. I was never mad about all the music here until I had a podcast. It's ruining our audio. Right. There we go. So I think when we were going into the music the last time, you were talking about how Ward 13, Ward 7 will only move right. When, I don't know uh, if Ward 7 will. Ward 7 is pretty far, far gone at this point. Can't get any worse than Lisa Goodman, for real. But 13 could get worse. Do you Almost think people are that engaged, actually, though? Uh, what's that? So I remember, I, locked, I knocked a lot of doors in Ward 13. I remember one in particular, this woman, told me all the reasons that the city council was ruining everything. Minneapolis city council, this, that, the other, gets the end of her rant and she's like, and I'm sorry, but are you the incumbent? Like people don't know, people don't pay attention. And I think what you're describing here is tricking people into thinking you will be to the right of Paul Masano. That I will be? No, just anyone, any candidate is like an anti-incumbent sentiment in other words, like throw the bums out <laughs> and then people don't realize they accidentally voted for someone who is slightly more progressive. Right. I could see that happening. You could, you could run a, a campaign, a mailer campaign, uh, with just a graph that says like parking spaces in Ward 13 since Palmasano took and just talk about yeah. her vote eliminating parking. Yeah. Just really target her from that angle. Make her out to be the progressive she claims to be. In a very anti-incumbent year, <laughs> you could uh, you could fool people into voting for a more progressive person. Maybe. But I guess my whole point is like, a lot of it is that people aren't that engaged, especially down ballot. Like last time they knew the mayor, they knew the ballot questions, but they didn't even know who was running for city council in a lot of cases. And yeah. I think that's fairly common. A lot of times they, you know, it's an off year election, they ask when election day is when you're knocking doors. So like, I do think that there's more, more ability to, uh, more malleability, I guess, in the voter base than people give credit for. Okay. Mike, yeah, we're coming up on Milk Jam, and hopefully if my, my new and improved guest is there, I will be able to kick you out of the seat. Oh, that's not open. Podcast coming through. No, I think, uh, like I said, Aisha is a, would be an improved guest, and I wouldn't blame you at all. I appreciate that. You let me know if you spot her. All right, I'm looking. We're coming up on Milk Jam now. This has been a lovely experience, by the way, pedaling on open streets with you. I hope so. I'm stressed. There's <laughs> someone with a Streets Are For People sign. I love, did you go to the Lake Chipotle table? There's a tour. I recommend taking the standing tour at the Lake Chipotle table. It was very well done. Yeah, the, 
that account's been pretty funny. And uh, I know you termed the coin Lake Chipotle, or ter coined no, the term. I sorry. popularized it. I can't say that I coined it. Sure. But I like the life of its own that it's now taken on. It's, uh, it's a landmark. It's beloved by the city. the shade I'm feeling sure I'm getting burned well, there she is right there anyway oh. Woo! <laughs> so you found a better guest I did yeah, yeah Mike we found a better guest you're gone well I appreciate the time and uh, yeah, I don't blame you for okay. for shifting I said how are you yeah oh that's cool this is a real, real, real thing. Real, 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 real thing. Neighborhood right now, 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 right